0: a deplorable bum. I reside in the states, but Scotland is where I'm from. Sometimes I feel defeated, but we will always stand tall. Fighting with my family, we go one, we go we may- And talks of bread and wine And Dr. our children Throw the world into the, land. Into the land. We're the people we need to stand Firm and understand Without liberty and freedom All we have is dirt and land Holding the sword high I'll stand firmly through the pain The end of my life, decision you should make. I will be your servant and warrior whose soul we will take. You we may fall, holding the line. Yeah, we may fall, but we'll be fine. The world will see. Global oh, the
1: will Good evening, everybody, family, how are you doing today? I hope you had an absolutely lovely day. Beautiful weather here, You're going to get a whole lot of rain over this next day or so, so excited about that as well. Guys, I'm real excited about tomorrow evening. But I'm also really excited about tonight because we got MSM liars, which tells me it's Thursday. The only reason I know what day it is is because of who's on the show. So thank you, John. It's Thursday. Got a great conversation tonight as well. we'll After we get done with a little bit of news, and Jay Wu, man, you I've had you've had me laughing all day since that ad AT-AT conversation. <laughs> you rock sitting there on the couch with you, sitting on the couch even better. Guys, this is a uh, Kilted Christian episode 496 msm liars thursday let's get to it we are many nations around the world comprised of many cultures but we stand together in a battle between good and evil we're the seekers of wisdom the bringers of truth the hands of heaven and the voices of reason as the world tries to divide us by our differences we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of god for those of you did I did not get a chance to say hello to. Thank you for being here this evening. We're always blessed to have you with us. Guys, going to be a fun night. It's going to be a great day tomorrow. John will be joining us again tomorrow evening for our kilted Christmas Q and A giveaway. I'm getting pretty good at saying that without like stumbling over the words. But um, before I even bring anybody in, I got to thank everybody. Um, we started off with just a a decent amount of little gifts that we we're going to hand out tomorrow for Q and A, and and we've had some people reaching out to us. Um adding up to the gifts that we were going to be given. So handmade stuff. Um, I'm excited. Matter of fact, uh, Maddie as in Maddie and head sweet, Maddie came over today and delivered some gifts as well, which we're going to be given in the Q and a giveaway. And they are stone coffee coasters with uh, the pain or excuse me, pain's angels, the kilted Christian logo laser imprinted into them. And they are awesome as well as a kilted Christian tumbler laser imprinted that looks awesome It looks so awesome i'm like gonna have to give him some money so i can have one so i can drink my coffee out of my kilted christian tumbler while i do this show it's gonna be awesome so i'm excited guys Um, on top of that um other guests will be going through it also brush up on your scripture this evening past shows um like I said, John's going to be here. Livin will be here. I'll be here. Dustin Nemos, we haven't heard from, but I believe he's busy right now with some family, which is A-OK. There's no better place to be than with your family. And then Douglas, that's right. Since we're not going to be doing our Chasing Squirrels episode until next week, Douglas will be joining us tomorrow as well for some questions. And then Jeff, if he is feeling up to it as well. So it's going to be a fun night. A lot of questions, guys. going to be fun as always. Um, we're going to do this to where... Um, each person you know, one person gets one gift. So if you answer multiple questions, um you can either pass down the gift that you got or the one that you know whatever which one you want to keep, and you can kick it down to somebody else of your choice that has not received a gift or answered a question as well. That way we can kind of spread the love out as much as we possibly can. That being said, guys,' let's go ahead and say hello, Living, How are you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited for tomorrow. I've been getting all the paper ready for who gets what and let's get this party started for tomorrow.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then we're going to oh. we're going to do it to where uh, I know we have some of the addresses and stuff from last year, but sometimes people move, sometimes you know, they've just gotten to a different location, whatever. So what we're going to do is as we ask the questions, um I will have you guys email us at christian KiltedChristian at gmail.com with the header if You've emailed us before, let this be a fresh email so not within, yes. yeah. So that way, you can put a header on it, um, KC giveaway, and then that way, we can it's easier for us to look up. So, you know, we'll get your address, your t shirt, hoodie size, if that's the case, mm-hmm. um, and then color if you want a pink, a fluorescent hot pink vinyl or the white vinyl, and so forth. Um, we and, and you know, and also, uh if you want um most of them are going to be black but i will throw the od green because i've had a lot of people interested in the od green as well so we'll give you that option we're going to but hey we'll do it anyways
2: also make sure that you put your handle on that you are like crafty nut steve kuzak put your handle on so we know who you are yeah exactly name Um, and handle i will go we'll go through
1: this a couple times tomorrow tomorrow night but um it's gonna be awesome so uh And it's great to have you here living as well. And um, like I said, we're going to be busy tonight getting our our questions together. So I've already got some questions. John's going to be working on his, and uh, it's going to be a fun night. Looking forward to it. And uh, we'll have to get Doug to stay on par. No no chasing squirrels tomorrow night, (laughs) as much as I'd like to as well, because we got to get through all the questions.
2: He was chasing squirrels
1: tonight. Oh, man, if you guys did not catch (laughs) um, – If you didn't catch uh, Douglas's show tonight, go catch it. He was on fire, and, and John was antagonizing him. It was pretty funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's pretty speaking good. speaking of John, MSM liars, brother. How are you doing tonight?
3: Good evening. I am doing good, man. I got my Jeep back, so I'm, oh. I'm I'm pretty happy.
1: Oh, I bet you are. A little less little less weight in the wallet, but um, you got your vehicle back.
3: I did. That's I don't like dirt. letting other people touch it. It smells like their shop now. Oh. I can smell out of it. I've sprayed air freshener in it all day, and it still smells like the shop. Yeah. It's oily coolant shop smell
1: yep but as we talked about too um I, I love working on vehicles but i can't stand working on vehicles during the winter time because i i don't work well with gloves most job any job that requires gloves i just don't do well with them especially when you're holding like small tools and putting your hands inside tight places in your car and then your fingers get all like numb and hurty, and it's just no fun because I've never been fortunate enough to have a garage to put my car yeah, in I, I'm, with I'm a lucky heater. enough
3: to have the garage, but my vehicle doesn't fit in my garage. No,
1: it's because your garage is basically a giant studio. <laughs> and cool then that. you're downstairs like music studio.
3: <laughs> my Jeep's about it's got it set up. Four, four inches above the edge of my garage, so I can't even fit it in here if I wanted to.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a tall one. So. But brother, I'm always always love having Thursdays with you. Um you, you know, you are one of my closest friends in the world, a brother of brothers, you know what I'm saying? And and I just I, I love you so much, man. And I just I appreciate you and the fact that I love having you on here on Thursdays and and you're close by, so you get to come hang out with us on occasion.
3: I know. I'm thinking I'm gonna see how living does keeping score tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> need a scorekeeper come spring for baseball.
2: Hey. Yeah, I love yeah. it. You no. Know, yeah, I would love to come out and help
3: up, you. Record the games.
2: Oh, uh, uh, I'm
1: going to come out there and ump and I'm just going to be like strike,
3: <laughs> strike, strike, you're out. Yeah. As long as you keep it lopsided for our side. <laughs> oh, of lopsided. Course, man. Of course.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm
2: saying? I and, and right yeah, after i that
1: kind right of after fun. I pray to God that your um, team wins,
3: right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, Parker, yes. You know, I'm, I'm well. trying
3: not to uh i try and avoid the 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 pro sports as much as I but it, I just get sucked back into the baseball stuff yeah yeah. well yeah as i'm as i'm
1: looking at my phone checking dallas stars hockey scores (laughs) i'm the same exact way Uh man i you know it's and i'm not about all sports like i basically will check out the jaguars um because i mean i've been a fan in theirs for so long that they're bound to win sometime (laughs) right
3: i mean It's, it's
1: exciting not to watch them lose i mean i guess we can say that and then the Dallas Stars. I still have a lot of buddies that are on that team, like friends of mine. That you know, so I will always, i will always have a soft spot for hockey. Um, Unfortunately, they're starting to wake up from the woke.
3: They are, and, and baseball players are too. They're they weren't happy at the end of last season. Uh, the uh the, the players' association was really fighting back against a lot of the crap that that the MLB was pushing. You know the players association and the MLB are two separate organizations and they, that's when they do battle. And that's why there's strikes because of the players union will strike against MLB.
1: Yeah. We had a couple of the old school baseball players on our show. um, Like both uh, um MVPs during, during their freshman you know, when they were freshmen <laughs> on um, in, in the actual uh, MLB and they oh, were yeah. very, very yep. upset with the wokeness. They, we had a whole show on that. We had both of them on yeah. at one time. We had them, one separately, but we had two of them on at one time. And uh man, they they were not happy about that.
3: <laughs> well he no, says go ahead. Who were they? I know David Wells and uh
1: Um I cannot Anderson played for uh Played for um, one of the Texas teams at one point. I can't write. I can't remember. It was so long ago. Um, I, I'm kicking myself right now for not remembering. If PTV Steve was in here, he'd be like, oh, yeah. And he'd put that name right up there because he knows uh, them all really well. Right. Um, <laughs> wait yeah, he had,
2: a, he had a couple of them. Come on.
1: Yeah, we did. We had a, two um, two of the old school baseball mm-hmm. players. Yeah, But like I said, they were yeah. both like top in their league players. They weren't just you know your average guys that you never hear about right. so it was pretty cool having them on well he <laughs> says where where the kilt cup done Maddie <laughs> says Kentucky men's basketball has a good team this year I can't Thank watch you. basketball man it was because I work I, mean, I work basketball for the Spurs for so long and part of it you know because I love editing but um you know when you've got when they have you editing hockey intros and then going and editing basketball intros oh my gosh it's yeah. boring because I got in hockey man I get like skirmishes and fights and good goals awesome skating i get um rough housing spitting on the ice goals like all this cool stuff and then in basketball i get layups and you get layups slams and on occasion and, and it's like even when you got like really good slams like how many slam dunks can you put into an intro you know what I'm saying sure. without it going oh, okay that's just an intro video full of yeah it's <laughs> a and, Exactly, and you know, don't get me wrong. I, I don't complain about you know the work that I had, but yeah, my choice, man. Basketball just—it's excruciating. I
3: can't watch pro basketball. What you know? And what's what's worse? I love college basketball.
1: Yeah, college I can deal with a lot better than than I'm pro. But the worst thing about basketball is like. When you're, when you're ready to go home, when it's been a really long day, and you're like, oh, man, they're finally down to the last two minutes of a game. Do you realize how long two minutes in basketball takes long at the end of a day. game? It's like 30 yeah. minutes later, mm-hmm. you're done with your two minutes that were left. Because <laughs> it's like foul, 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 timeout. It was just nonstop. But...
3: You know, football can do that, too, at the end.
1: Yeah, football. Yeah. But for some reason, football just seems a little bit more exciting.
3: Oh, the last two minutes of football are great. That that two minute drill, yeah, it's great.
1: Yeah, but but then again, um, you know, football I can play a little bit better. But I play basketball. You know, like the cliche white guy, the guy that they they say, "Hey, man, you're white, you can't play basketball." That's that's me.
3: <laughs> I played basketball like I dance. <laughs> exactly. It's as I, white as you could possibly imagine. <laughs> exactly.
1: And <laughs> but I'm a decent surfer. I don't know that. <laughs> No money in that, though.
3: What is it? A diluted donkey. I can't remember what the slur is for us. Diluted donkey something. Diluted monkey glue. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's about right.
1: (laughs) It's embarrassing. (laughs) But hey, if you guys want something to laugh at, come watch me play basketball. I'm lucky. (laughs) I'm one of those guys that gets excited if I can like hit the hoop.
3: I'm like, yes, I hit the net.
1: I'm underneath it, but I hit the net.
3: (laughs) And it's funny because I was a good... Infielder. I got good footwork or a good feet for doing infield, but I couldn't play basketball very well at all. I could shoot, but I couldn't play. Oh anymore. man, I was terrible.
1: I was so terrible. But I wasn't much better at baseball. Um, you know, so fortunately, uh, we had soccer and I was really good at standing in a box and waiting for people to kick it at me. It's awesome.
3: <laughs> play uh so my son's birthday Saturday. And Aww. we're gonna He's having all his baseball buddies over from the team for the day.
1: My dress flies yeah. up. <laughs>
3: we're going to go across the street and play gator ball. You know what gator ball is? No. Nope. So it's a combination of football, basketball, and soccer. Oh, nice. You play with dodgeball. So you got a dodgeball that you can kind of grab. You can pass it to each other, but a team score in the, in the soccer goal. You have a goalkeeper. So the normal goalkeeper with a goal. Um, but you can use your hands you pass it with your hands you can kick it too if you want to but you don't want to kick a dodgeball because they go flying it's a kickball basically oh yeah and you can only move when you don't have the ball so if you have the ball you have to stand still with the ball and you can pass it or you can shoot it but you can't run with it
1: oh, okay no oh, that sounds pretty fun
3: it's gonna be a blast you ever played yeah. you ever played butts up what's up no
1: <laughs> it's when you get against the wall with your um stomach facing the wall and then everybody kicks the ball at your butt.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Target <laughs> practice, yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's a way to get you better at just you know, getting the ball to go where you want to. So it, it, we called it butts up. <laughs> Did you use a soccer ball? Okay, yeah. Truth Patriot says they called it asses out, but yeah, it's the same
2: thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, too.
1: We called it butts up because when we started playing it, we were like 9 or 10. Maybe
3: asses out would have been more of a high school thing, but
1: at that point. I have a (laughs) feeling
3: the same poor kid was the guy you were kicking at every time.
1: I was that poor kid. No, I'm (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) I was a goalkeeper, man. That's what they did. They kicked the ball at me. (laughs) Fortunately, most of the time I was facing them. But I've had a dislocated hey, Billy, jaw. Hey
3: Billy, get up against the wall over there. We're gonna kick balls at your back the whole day.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Man, I, I I've dislocated my jaw. I've gone headfirst into the post and did the concussion walk off the field. That's when you when you hit your head so hard and you get a concussion and you stand up and you just your your brain doesn't function, but it knows that you need to autopilot. get away from where you were. Yeah, autopilot. Yeah, it's like autopilot bringing you out of the danger. Um, yeah, it was it was a rough one, boy. I tell you, I you wanna see your mother run out of the stands onto the field pretty quickly. That that'd do it. My mom did that once during a high school game, running out onto the field. I'm yeah, truth
3: patriot, it's too tall and skinny to be the goalkeeper. he just stand there and reach out with us. He wouldn't even have to dive.
1: Oh no, man. that's see, that's that's the bonus, man. I was I'm like six foot um and skinny. So I but I was really good at diving. And, and not afraid to, you know. So I, I got used to hitting the ground, um, head first into the pole. Not so much fun, but I should have known my surroundings. That was my bad. But anyways, i
3: supposed to dive at the pole. What's that? I bet when you train, they didn't teach you to dive. Oh, at they the pole.
1: they didn't. What what happened is, uh, I was too far forward. I was what they call cutting off your angles. You, you reduce the ability for them to. You know, back. Yeah, so I was running backwards. And uh, I didn't realize where I was. So when I dove, I start I dove sideways and backwards and went head first into the pole. Fortunately, we had round poles because some of the, the soccer goals I had were square poles and that would have really done some damage. Yeah. yeah, positional awareness. I did not have it that day, Jay Wu. Did not have it. And <laughs> I'm still suffering from it today. I don't know how many concussions I've had in my lifetime. I mean, you know, I, I know that I've had more than the allowable limit.
3: I've had quite a few.
1: Yeah. Between
3: I I do uh ride dirt bikes a lot,
1: mountain biking,
3: jumping, yeah, jumping, jumping things.
1: Yep, mountain biking, surfing, and soccer. I had so many concussions,
3: but hey,
1: I'm still doing all right. On occasion, I forget things like my name, but hey, other than that, I'm doing great.
3: In my own head, I believe I'm doing awesome.
1: Yeah, and I did, (laughs) I I did um, do sprinkles after I see stars. I did see stars. I like literally did see stars. I I. Didn't understand, you know, when the cartoons when the stars are going around or the birds, you know, flying around your head. Like I literally saw stars. Um I was oh, man, I, I saw the
3: base real hard you do. I went you blind
1: briefly. Oh yeah, yeah, but the the dislocated jaw is the worst because uh I did what's called a one-on-one where I ran out and challenged the player in a dive. And when he kicked the ball, um, I caught the ball, but his foot came up into my jaw and just pulled it out of socket. So okay, I are definitely not supposed the, to catch feet. Face. No. And I stood up and my jaw was hanging down like on one side, like, like obviously lower. And then when I hit the ground, cause I passed out, um, I knocked my jaw back into place. But now like it goes pop, pop,
3: pop. Oh, nice. Cause it's
1: just, it never really fit back into that joint. Probably should have gone to the doctor for that one. But...
3: So you had Bell's palsy for about 30 seconds.
1: yeah, get <laughs> it, Roughly. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was bad. But, uh, let's get into a little bit of news. We've got a, a little bit of news when we get into our conversation tonight. So um, the first thing we talked about briefly right before the show, and this is pretty interesting too. We talked about this before, talk, <laughs> we, we talked about this here. I'm like kicking kicking uh, wires to headphones. I'm going to pull them off her head. Um, so we've talked about this before. Is like, you know, was Jesus Christ born on December 25th? And I think for the most part, we agree that he wasn't. Um, doesn't matter. No, not really but it's still one of those things is it it never it doesn't say anything in scripture about Christ being born on December 25th so i'm like where did this come from well i found out where it came from the church of rome began formally celebrating christmas on December 25th the year 336 during the reign of the emperor constantine so as constantine had made christianity the effective religion of the empire Some have speculated that choosing this date had the political motive of weakening the established pagan celebrations.
3: Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, there's little interesting tidbits. Maybe I should have held that one for tomorrow, but we have too many questions already.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it is interesting. I think it's in Matthew somewhere where it says to not be like the pagans and cut down trees and adorn them with silver and gold. Yeah. Um, Somebody would have to refresh my memory on that scripture exactly where it is. And it this, might have been in the, in the Old Testament, actually. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting that it was done to weaken the pagan. Yeah, I see,
1: but you got to question that because who's telling us that? Constantine, Constantine who right. wasn't, who was pagan <laughs> or wasn't right. Christian at the very least. Yeah. So, yeah, and then exactly, Matt Heavy says the star or an angel on the top of the tree. You know, I'll put a, I put Yoda on top of my tree, but. I need to find a good Jesus to put on top of the tree so that that's like the highest thing of the decorations.
3: So a couple of years ago, we don't, we didn't really have Christmas. We we didn't do Christmas trees. Um, we do have one now and we do it for the kid because he specifically said he wanted one. And he even knows that Santa Claus is real stuff. He just wants the decorations up. But uh, two years ago, we got a little tiny, small one for the first time. And our tree topper was a shark that he won in Gatlinburg. Oh, nice. A, a shark. shark puppet thing. You yeah, stuck totally. <laughs> stuck it on. That was our tree topper.
1: That's hilarious. <laughs> you, we, we, uh, all, almost all my decorations are Star Wars. So you come over and see our, our Star Wars Christmas tree. It's literally like Star Wars figures all over the That's Christmas tree. Right. <laughs> I'm you not a think- Star Wars fan. That's why I've never mentioned it on this show before. Ever. I
3: don't think Fagin's <laughs> had Star Wars, so you're good there.
1: No, I'm pretty sure... That pagans did not have Star Wars. So, you know, as far as we know, it's not pagan. Oh, dog mom's terrified of Yoda. Oh, well, that I won't so send cute. her pictures of my Yoda tree.
3: <laughs> I mean, I got a buddy that's terrified of frogs and I think frogs are pretty cute.
1: Yeah, I do too.
3: I mean, I mean like run through a wall afraid of frogs.
1: Yeah, we need to get Koo Christmas decorations. So we just, <sighs> we'll have a coo tree.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That
1: sounds good. Say that too fast. Cootry. (laughs) Cootry. (laughs) Yes, this is not Douglas's show. So we should. uh,
2: Oh, wow.
1: I mean, who knows what we're going to get into there? But so, anyways, next, uh, what are they hiding? So, Senator Democrat, Senator Dick Durbin blocks Senator Marsha Blackburn's motion to subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight record. So my question with is how many times is he on that list?
3: How many that times have you been on is the island? He blocked either. Did you see what he did in the Senate floor today with the committee chairs? Um, for the nominations, they didn't get a chance to question or talk and he wouldn't let not He shut them down and would not let them um, question the nominees at all. And he had the vote without letting them speak. It was crazy.
1: And that was Durbin? Uh-huh. Man, the, these people are so evil. And I got I mean, a whole lot cool. more evil to talk about here coming up with what these guys are doing. Um, fortunately, there's also some interesting things as well, which we'll talk about here briefly. Um, so once again, um, remember Pizzagate, not real. There's so many things that are coming out proving 100% that that is in fact real. Um But eyewitness testimony confirms that Prince Andrew is a pedophile child rapist. While in Ukraine, James Obasi describes Prince Andrew touching two children 10 to 12 years old on their inappropriate parts. Um, Then we've got uh, multiple other arrests. It was a guy for Disney that that, I'm not going to get into those details that got busted. um, That went right along with what Pizzagate was talking about, the stuff that he was doing. Um, so this is going to blow up at some point. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, what, if I don't know when this stuff's going to come out of it ever will? Cause we even discussed this, like, are they just putting this out there knowing that it's never going to make public? And they're like, Hey, we tried, you know what I'm saying? We're on your side. We tried. Um, or if it's legit, I don't know.
3: Well, wasn't it just last week? One of the, uh, higher ups that was, that was covering, it was busted.
1: Yeah. Oh no, it was the Pentagon chief.
3: Yeah, yeah, and he totally denied it too, but he yeah. was busted for it. Yeah,
1: and no, yeah, no, that was a yeah. I know who you're talking about that was a one of Podesta's friends who, yes, yeah, Podesta's that literally friend, was the one that was disproving PizzaGate and turned yeah. out to be busted for
3: doing what he said didn't exist. Yeah, and um, he had like 500 or so different things that he got charged with. Oh yeah,
1: exactly. Um, next Wait. we got a… White House social media intern got an epic community note about inflation, and this is funny because uh, Biden says, let me be clear to any corporation that hasn't brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come up, it's time to stop price gouging, give American consumers a break. And then somebody literally went through and checked him, says as long as inflation rate is positive, prices are increasing. The fact that inflation has come down 3.2 in October means that the prices are still going up. Um, albeit at a slower rate than before. Nothing's changed. There except their lies.
3: Right. I mean gas has come down a little bit, but gas always comes down. Well see, no, but
1: but that's how they play the game. Is yeah, that well, while everything's going up, they'll lower like gas or something, and then we're like, Oh whew, man, at least we're not paying as much in gas. But then they go into the store and then they come out and they're like, Okay, it hasn't changed, not at all.
3: I well, mean, and even I mean, even in if gas prices do go back down to the dollar fifty mark where they were. Before he was in office, we're not going to see that reflected in our prices we're paying for goods. No. They're not going to drop. They never go back down.
1: Nope. And and the um the stock market's still rising. Matter of fact, uh, right now today it ended at um, thirty five thousand nine hundred and fifty one. So they're almost at a record thirty six thousand. And they're they they use this and they're like, look how good the stock market's doing compared to when Trump was there. And it, this is a game. It's it, it's not real. It's how they yeah. keep people assuming. Well, well, I know I just gave an arm and a leg at the grocery store, but the stock market right here says that we're doing good, so I, I must be wrong.
3: And I mean, considering there's two companies that we know that own everything.
1: Yeah, BlackRock Vanguard.
3: So easily. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's so easy to manipulate, especially when they're the ones putting the money in. The backdoor deals go on at nighttime, or we can't get into our market. Um, it's just it's the biggest sham in the entire world. But guess what's going to happen? Everyone's going to be like, man, things are going good. And they're going to wake up one day and everything's going to be bad. We're gonna, it's going to be with the dead cat bounce. It's coming. It'll drop real low and it'll bounce back up, but it won't get near what it was. So it'll this this temporary illusion that things are starting to get better, but it will never get to near being close to where it was. Um, and then it yeah, there's banks collapsing all over the place. It, it's coming. So and the Eat.
3: car market's going to head it up. Car market Why? and
1: housing market.
3: The, 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 the electric vehicles are all getting shut down. Uh, Honda was going to spend $5 billion to revamp factories to cross over to the electric vehicles. And they've sh- totally shut it down. They're not doing it at all. Oh, yeah. And- um, GM was going to spend, I think it was 12, maybe it was Ford. One of them was going to spend $12 billion, um, on the on the EV market. And they've totally backed out as well. None of them are going to do it now. Oh wow. And, and the, um, regular car market, everybody's in it. Everybody it's, it's turning to chaos real quick.
1: People can't afford the loans, not even used cars are going up and crazy. The house next door to us, um, literally sold before Bard's Fest and it's still pending to this day. They said, Oh, it'll be beginning of October, end of October. Uh, sometime in November, we're heading into December. And that place is still pending right next door has not been sold. Um, real quick. Um, Mary Allen, I think I you an apology. I I think on the show at one time I said that, uh, Jay Wu started the vineyard, um, chat on signal. And if I'm not mistaken, it was you. And if I was wrong, I sincerely apologize, but great job giving us another place to go kind of come together and, uh, you know, pray for each other and talk to each other. Um, but just amazing how everyone's just kind of doing the little things that are really big things and giving us a chance to come together throughout the day. So you rock, um, Next, we got, um, and this is sad too, so two TPSA journalists are expected to be charged and arrested for defending themselves um, against an aggressive weirdo professor at ASU who physically attacked them first. So this crazy dude started going around punching these people. The journalists literally did what they needed to do to defend themselves, and
3: they are the ones that are going to be held accountable for this. You cannot defend yourself right now.
1: No, no, you can't. You absolutely
3: can at least in some places here we'd still be okay but if you're in Chicago and you defend yourself you're going to jail
1: yeah and ASU is so whack high this is your right every every school right now is pretty whack um I wouldn't even send my kids to any of these Christian schools because they're just as bad you know sadly matter of fact a little bit worse because you you hold them to a little bit higher of a of a standard as far as like doing the right thing and they they
3: should hold themselves to a higher they thing.
1: should exactly you know at this point I'd be like, kid, you know what You know, would be good? Go to a welding school. They've got a great one over there right down by Flemingsburg, you know, or electrician or a plumber or something like that. They've done such a grand job of convincing you that you're not going to be successful unless you go to college. But, you know, success is just being a hard worker and taking care of your family. That's success, right. you know? So, you know, at this point I'm hoping that people start encouraging them to go back and and do some of these um, those type of jobs, you know, um, blue collar rather than the white collar jobs, because the white collar just going to get you into trouble at some point. Skilled trades is where it's at. True patriot 100 percent. Next, uh, 90 House Democrats joined the Republicans on a bill to prevent Biden from giving billions to Iran. So my question is, why? Why? You yeah, know, that- how how bad this? It's like my puppy. OK, it's like I enjoy quiet. But when <sighs> I when I hear quiet, I'm like, OK, what are you up to? You know, well, it's like that with the con with Congress and Senate. It's like when, when they start getting and doing the right thing, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What am I not seeing?
3: It's yeah, the- when they're, when they're coming together, that's when we get to be worried.
1: That's when you exactly, like I said, it's like the, it's like the quiet in the house with the puppy. It's like, you know, he's doing something she shouldn't be doing time for the repentance cage and an ad at <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So next, uh, And this is interesting too. This has been confirmed that um, all depositions from the original January um, select committee investigation are now gone. All videos, all depositions, all everything that was involved in the January 6th committee have been destroyed and gone, which is illegal because you're supposed to hold on to that stuff for some certain amount of years, if not forever, especially something this big. So what they did is they had the committee, they, they, manipulated what they wanted you to hear and see and then destroyed the evidence um, so that nobody else could see what they were really up to.
3: It might be down with the original moon landing footage.
1: Yeah. That's where you're going to find it. You're going to find it down there with,
3: is the earth flat and
1: did we really go to the moon Um, as well as the other stuff It's probably hidden in the Vatican somewhere like underneath it. That's where you're going to find, that's where you're going to find the January select committee stuff. But apparently these, um, um, at least six of these people have been subpoenaed to speak in front of Congress, but nah. <laughs> I know I used to get so excited, I'm like woohoo, but I'm like, eh, it never goes anywhere. Um, hopefully one day we're wrong. Like I said, I'm at the point now. I said last night, I just don't expect anything. So one day I'm going to be super excited when something does happen, and, and then the-
3: <laughs> maybe that's why they're doing this. They're just gumming up our emotions, so. So we can really feel it when something goes down. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. It's like numbing us. They're, they're numbing us to where we get super excited. We're,
3: we're like overjoyed when something happens. Yeah, and it'll be like hitting a game winning home run in game seven of the World Series. Exactly.
1: Exactly, Matt and Heavy. I want real action. No more theater. I'm
3: tired of the theater. If I
1: wanted to go to the theater, I'd go to the theater and pay yeah, for it. Yeah,
3: this movie's longer than the right stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what's you know about the, the movie right stuff? <laughs> yeah, dude, that um, in that movie, there was a scene that was that had a dancer in the movie, they were at a club, and it was a dancer that was, um, that the, the character was my great aunt Isadora Duncan.
3: Oh, really? In that
1: movie, yeah, it was Isadora Duncan.
3: Well, that's pretty cool,
1: yeah, it's pretty new. My dad always gets real excited about that. Um, so this is pretty cool, too. So Tucker Carlson says that if they convict former president Trump. He will lead the protest and support him financially. Tucker, well, I got a couple of things that I'm about to go to Tucker about here in a moment that are pretty darn exciting, man. Like I said, when he got How the- that
3: dude got in the bank? Was that? How much money has that dude got in the bank? Oh, he,
1: he was Fox's number one um, guy. So he, he's loaded, and he's probably making more now than he was. He yeah, the feather is. dancer. Exactly, Steve. Steve remembers the feather dancer. That was his door dunking. Um. Yeah. So, uh, you know, once again, January 6th committee, um, the the videos are all gone. He says, we all know why they don't want the Americans to learn the truth about J6. That's why they've never even interviewed the U.S. Capitol Police Chief. But there is a guy now that was part of the uh, police force over there in Washington that has resigned since January 6th. And he himself is about to give testimony, telling him, telling everything that he knew that went down.
3: That'll be interesting to hear.
1: Yeah, so um, that's interesting. So put out a little prayer. Um, I can't remember his name at the moment, but put out a little prayer for this gentleman because he's going to need all the protection in the world. And I can't believe that he went out talking about this um, on social media. I would have kept this quiet until I release that information because all he's doing is setting himself up. But hopefully he's got a little bit of protection. Pray he does. So next, um, I didn't remember Congress voting on this. Twitter files revealed that the FBI paid Twitter $3,415,323 in between October 2019 and early 2021. In other words, American taxpayers paid Twitter via the FBI to censor themselves and help Joe Biden win. Isn't that impressive?
3: Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, it wasn't just Democrats doing it. Rhinos were doing it. Oh, no, it was
1: both. Absolutely was absolutely was and and it's it's nauseating it's disgusting they're thieves we're paying for it like i said we gotta not pay our taxes we gotta i mean like i said because we're paying for all of this we're paying for every bit of corruption and every evil thing that we hate about our government is coming from our wallets you know um it's it's a tough one it's a tough one because no one i understand hesitation about not paying your taxes but at the same time you're kind of being becoming part of it you know especially when you know what your money's being used for by giving those taxes you're ultimately sponsoring it
3: right and yeah, that's and that's what makes it really bad when there's 60 70 percent of us out there screaming we don't want that and they do it anyways
1: yeah exactly Sierra poodle says you talked about Roseanne Barr I'm had, um, had talking on her YouTube channels this afternoon. you do have to see it I got a couple of things that I'm going to talk about that came from that. Like I said, Tucker's shackles had been released. And wait till the stuff that I'm about to talk about here in a moment. But first, I want to tell you about these numbers, which are pretty rough. So this is a list that came out on Fox News today. Foreign nationals found at southern border um, between 2020 or 2022 and 2023. And these are the numbers that we've got so far. The ones that we know about. Afghans, 6,386 came to our border. Egyptians, 3,153. Iranians six hundred and fifty nine Syrians five hundred and thirty eight Russians twelve thousand six hundred and five and Chinese twenty six thousand one hundred and thirteen So tell me again we're we're not being invaded
3: it's fifty thousand yeah
1: we' we're, we're we're being invaded this is an army
3: uh, and and what were the countries again
1: um um Afghanistan Egypt iran syria russia and china and those are the only ones that i've got here in front of me
3: i mean what would they possibly have in common against the united states
1: um they hate the united states
3: right i mean like, <laughs> this is, uh, well you you wonder you know are these guys gonna work together no, and, no it's yes uh, the thing is like enemy of the enemy is my friend
1: yeah and and Russia's the only one in there that i'm like oh man that's shocking you know because I mean, we've heard about, matter of fact, the, the whole term sleepers, sleeper cells came from Russia back in the 60s, 50s and right. 60s. And that's how we knew about the sleepers. You know, so there's 12,605 of them right here in the States at this point that snuck in. But the the alarming one are the amount of Af- Afghanians and uh, Iranians and the Chinese, 26,113
3: Chinese. Well, I don't want to... Uh downplay the fact that there are still people in russia that long for the ussr to come back
1: no there there are there are um you got to remember that so every country
3: kind of are coming into the country? yeah
1: every country has their deep state not to mention memo mentions the blue helmets which we know they're here as well these are probably blue helmets themselves they they're are. coming in um but they're probably at some point they will be blue helmets wearing camouflage helmets so that or, we can't tell the difference because they know right now that blue helmets would be target practice
3: it is very possible that this is the anti-Blue Helmet Army that's going to go against the Blue Helmets that are already here.
1: There's that possibility. Right. I mean, I, anything anything is possible. The problem is that we don't know what it is, so I tend to lean towards the we got to get these people out of here kind of thing. Um, I
3: would always take that route with our own country, yes.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So last night, um, as I was for finishing up here, I found this right here, and this is pretty interesting. So this is Clay Higgins. He says, very interesting meeting with President Trump yesterday at his home in Mar-a-Lago. Um, America, have faith. I'm not at liberty to discuss details. I'm just saying, have faith. What could he possibly mean like that? Because Clay Higgins is one of those that goes in there like yeah. hardcore. He's kind of a by-the-book guy. Mm-hmm. Um, constitutionalist from from what he appears to be. Um, but what an interesting statement.
3: Well, you know the uh, the fraud charges kind of fell apart yesterday on their case against Trump. Oh yeah, um, uh, yeah. The the uh, bank uh, was it, Deutsche Bank. I can't uh, Deutsche Bank. I can't remember the name <laughs> yeah. of the bank that was giving him the loan. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they came but, out
1: and basically was like, "No, nah, I mean, you understand his records are like he's like the best ever. We don't have yeah. to go through and and." cost the um, T's and dot
3: the I's, like everything's done right. Well, the fraud charge against him was that he overvalued his properties and his estate and his assets. Um, and he did that to, in order to get credit based on his asset value. Yeah. But the bank came in and said, no, we gave him credit based on our evaluation, not his evaluation of yeah. his assets. It had nothing to do with he, what he thought his stuff was worth. It had everything to do with what we thought it was worth. And in fact, he paid it off um, sooner than he was supposed to pay it off. Yeah, there was nothing fraudulent about anything mm-hmm. he did, and that was their testimony in court today or mm-hmm. yesterday. No,
2: but then they put a gag order yeah. on him again. Exactly, they and gagged order him. Yeah, then. they they did. They gagged okay. him again.
1: Yeah. Um, Mary Allin, going what we're going next to is a uh, um. It literally Tucker mentioned Pompeo poisoning Julian Assange, which is interesting as well. I'm um, trying to keep him silent. So let me go through real quick and I'll get these Tucker's things lined up. So, first off, um, like I said, Mike Pompeo tried to have Julian Assange murdered in jail, um, trying to keep him silent from what he was saying. But Tucker also knows now, without a doubt, that Seth Rich was in fact where this information came from. Um, it wasn't Russia, Russia, Russia handed over to WikiLeaks. It was Seth Rich, and he came and talked about this as well, um, which is pretty Like I said, Tucker's shackles have been removed. So he's actually getting to talk about some of the stuff that people have been afraid to talk about. And that was one big one. Um, Then uh, more fear tactics. Um, China's white lung syndrome. That's what they're calling it now. That that China pneumonia or whatever they've been chatting about. So now they're calling it China's white lung syndrome. Boy, what a creepy name. They need to come up with, with better names like... Death virus, zombie, no way of getting out of death virus.
2: You know, now that's <laughs> right. some scary stuff. It sound like it, yeah, Exactly. Now that's some
1: scary stuff. What but is it? Chimona? It's gonna kill you yeah. virus. Now it's it's yeah. So where is it now? It's in Ohio yeah. and Massachusetts.
2: Yeah. Poon, I
1: think a hundred. I can't even pronounce that zooski. Poononia. Poonia. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. That was a tough one to get out. Um And then comes out, too, that Obama created an illegal sign up against the American people to interfere with future elections. Surprise. He was also the one that changed the rules um, in Smith Moot, which allows our uh, media to spit propaganda without being um, held accountable legally for it. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go through further, too. The Mike Pompeo tried to have Julian Assange poisoned and murdered in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Assange has been accused of telling the truth, period. And they are torturing him to death in front of all of us. No one's doing anything about it. Um, so, a lot of that stuff, and I'm hoping that we get that it wasn't just him asking questions. We actually get to see um, an interview with Julian Assad. But I'm not sure if that's the case or not. But nonetheless, at least Tucker's out here talking about it. And he talked about it a little bit on, on Roseanne's show earlier. So, definitely go check that out. I, I'm loving Roseanne more and more, man. Wasn't a big fan of her back in the day, but I love her now.
3: I wasn't either. Yeah, when, when she had her show as it was, she used to be so crude that I didn't like it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but now but it yeah, fits it. It's just
3: a fireball now. Fits, yeah. Dude,
1: who who would have ever have thought that Roseanne Barr would become more attractive than Madonna?
3: <laughs> right. right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's pretty good. It's I don't like- know
3: who Madonna Whose face Madonna bought? But it is weird. Oh, she man. had her face removed and replaced. Oh no, she
1: she bought the Joker's face. That's what she did. She, <laughs> she, she, if you guys have seen Gotham, she bought the Joker's face and it just they sewed it on lopsided. Yeah, That's so weird.
3: Yeah, Roseanne's family was what in Ukraine, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her her entire family was killed there.
1: Yeah, that's what Mary Ellen was saying too, and that, that's that's pretty sad. Um, but she's become one of the, the more vocal um conservatives out there you know so good for her there's mm-hmm. a lot of other people one weird thing I saw today is um uh what was that guy's name the black rapper that sang with Miley Cyrus's dad the one that, that he was doing a uh, little Nas the Nas. one that was twerking in front of Satan mm-hmm. is now doing Christian music yeah
2: well that's awesome. he has a he has the devil chasing him
1: yeah, and I don't believe for a minute, minute. that he's, he's actually mm. doing Christian music because he wants to be a good boy. No, he's probably gonna sneak subliminal stuff in there and, and try to turn some of these Christians to the devil's like evil plan. Because I mean, we've seen a lot of people that use Christianity for yep. you know for bad. Um right. There's a lot of, I mean that that uh, South Park episode where Cartman's like, we need to do Christian band. And it's like not because he wanted to be a good Christian because there's a lot of money to be made. And it's a very niche market, mm-hmm. so.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah. Well, Tucker was on Theo Vaughn. What? Like a month ago, he was kind of no holds barred on there.
1: Oh no, definitely.
3: That's and he brought out the they can Gfy themselves. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, and then we'll do, just go to two more things. We'll get into our topic here in a second. So, Represent Loudermilk says that original January sixth committee members will be called to testify. Um, Says congressional investigators will move to subpoena witnesses tied to the January 6th House Selects Committee after they finish combing through millions of pages of documents and raw data tied to the initial investigation minus what everything has been destroyed. So this was stuff that they were looking into prior to the January 6th Committee, not what the January 6th Committee actually talked about because that stuff is in the garbage and somewhere else. And then finally, just to brush up what we were talking about a minute ago, Disney World employee caught with child pornography pictures and videos tying up and violating babies. Very similar to Pizzagate. Um, There's a whole lot of that stuff coming out, you know, and I just can't imagine how it it fits into their, into the bad guy's agenda. Um, Nonetheless, I just, I'm tired of hearing the chatter. I'm ready for some, some action. That being said, I'm done with the news and we're not going to have any news tomorrow, man. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's just going to be fun Q and A. So, oh, yeah. so I'm not going to ruin it. that day with like skeezy, dirty news. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless I have something really awesome to say like, Hey guys, um, Jesus is here. <laughs> we'll have to move Q and A to another day. Cause I want to talk about this all day long. Um, I do not, but it's going to be Q and A no news tomorrow. So, um, John, you want to go ahead and kind of get into the topic. I've got a video here that I've got lined up to the point where you asked me to line it up to, and then you can give me a cue of when to play that. Um, that would be C-U-E, not Q, as in 17.
3: All right. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Edgar Casey just because I think it's pretty interesting. And I think we had talked about the Navy map before, so it kind of piqued my interest in this dude. Um, some of you guys may know who he is. Most of you probably do, actually. But in case you don't um he was a he was considered the sleeping prophet and he was born hold on let me get my notes i need my notes he was born in like 1877 in uh hopkinsville kentucky P- poor farm boy um died in virginia in like 1940 something 45 um soft-spoken dude um wasn't very good at school and he didn't hang out with his other friends like like most of the kids back then did Instead, study he, he studied his Bible. That was the thing he did the most. Um, and then uh, something interesting happened to him one day that may have been responsible for whatever it was that he was able to do. Um, if he was able to do what he what he claimed he was. And it's interesting because dude never took any money for any of it. Like he never did it for fame. He never did it for money. So you always got to kind of question. I I always tend to question the motives of people and why they do things to see why they're doing it or think of why they might be doing yeah, it. Because profits
1: usually profits, usually a red flag.
3: <laughs> right. So, I mean, he didn't call himself the sleeping prophet. That was a title that was given to him by one of the people that was there when he when he fell into his sleeping trance or whatever. But uh, one day when he was 11, he was out in the woods reading his bible and he said that he was visited by a by a woman with wings and uh later that day when he got home his dad had received a letter from his school telling his dad that he was doing poor in school so his dad got mad at him asked him a few questions about spelling or something like that and he did real poor at it so his dad hit him real hard knocked him out of the chair his ears were ringing he was laying on the floor and he said he heard that lady's voice from the woods again. And that she told him to sleep on his book, and in the morning he would understand everything. So he did what this late voice in his head told him to do. He slept on his book and he ended up knowing how to spell all the words he couldn't spell the day before the next day. It turns out he ended up finishing ahead of his class that year. Um, and he did all of that by, sl- he learned all this stuff by sleeping on his books. So that's a pretty interesting thing. Um, and then one day, some girl with a brain injury um it was like 1902 then they couldn't figure out what was wrong with this girl they couldn't figure out what how to fix her and she was paralyzed completely and he actually went into a trance and came up with this salve that uh he told her to rub on her back and they rubbed it on her back for a couple months and she ended up being able to walk again so that's a really interesting thing um he did a lot of readings for presidents um he predicted things like FDR and JFK getting killed. So really cool. He, um, what I found the most interesting about him was his future predictions and the things that came true. And it is a long list of stuff. And it's really interesting. And this dude gave like 40,000 readings in his lifetime. He did it for 40 years. And every one he gave, he was sleeping to give them. Um, and he would wake up and tell his secretary or whatever to write down whatever it was that he envisioned while he was sleeping. So. Uh, I got a list of some of his predictions that came came true. Uh, six months before the 1929 stock market crash, he, he told everybody the stock market was going to crash, told his buddies to pull everything out of stocks. Um, in 31, he predicted the recovery of the stock market, which happened in 1933. In <clears throat> 34, he predicted Hitler taking power um, and predicted the World War II in 1935 predicted that Austria, Austria, Germany, and Japan would join forces and that the U.S. would enter the war in 1941. Now, he predicted that in 1935, so it's pretty interesting. Um, like I said, he predicted the death of JFK and FDR. Uh, he predicted the civil unrest in the 1960s, which is pretty interesting, and he predicted that in, like, 1936, so almost 30 years before the the big racial movement of the 1960s happened. In 1938, and this was interesting because it didn't happen. I just knew, I just found out about Bimini Road not that long ago. But in 1938, he predicted the all the uh, stuff on Bimini Road would be found, which is pretty interesting. Um, he didn't call it Bimini Road, but he said, you know, there's going to be land that's going to be found off the coast of Bimini that's going to unveil some things, which I don't know whatever it unveiled. Um it was really interesting. He predicted uh, that the USSR would become free again. And he predicted that in 1941, I think, something like that. And this is a quote he said. This this blew my mind when I heard this quote, because I hadn't heard it before until a couple of weeks ago when I was looking at some stuff on him. He said, uh, from Russia comes the hope of the world, not in respect to communism, but in respect to freedom. It will take years to crystallize, but Russia will again be free. I mean, that's a pretty bold prediction to have come true that many years later when he predicted that in the 40s. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Did he predict anything about a president that couldn't stand on his own two feet and mumbles at the, the podium?
3: No, but he did say that the 44th president of the United States would be a black man.
1: hmm.
2: Oh,
3: well, wow.
1: Loosely, (laughs) (laughs) right, right, right. Like
2: Uh, off white. I'll give him that uh, off white.
3: (laughs) Um, he also predicted the finding of the Dead Sea Scrolls in 1934. Wow, wow, really? for 30 years later, until the 1960s. Um, of course, the scariest thing he predicted was the pole shift that was going to happen.
1: Well, when did he say Um, that was going to? Or did he did he give a date or was it?
3: What he gave was that. And he gave this prediction in 1936. He said that when Mount Etna and Mount uh, Palais both erupt together, you got about 90 days to get away from the coastline before the poles before the poles flip. That that's going to be an event that shows that this is happening right now. Wow. Oops, sorry. Um, So if you want to play that clip I sent you, it talks about specifically about the pole shift and what's going to happen, and it talks about the edgar casey map which is very similar to the navy map that we've talked about in the past
1: yeah so and, and and to get this right you know he he was around during the time of sigmund freud
3: he was yeah he was uh and he had a sigmund freud psychologist couch and when people would come to get readings from him they said they were all surprised because he was like, I'm going to be in the couch. You're gonna sit in the chair.
1: <laughs> you sit in the chair. You be the psychologist. I'm going to sit here and lay on
3: this couch and take a nap. Right. So, you know, everybody said that that was really interesting.
1: Yeah. Douglas is talking about right here. He says, oh, crap. There's like four yeah. volcanoes going off right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are like uh, Iwo Jima or what used to be formerly known as, as, as Iwo Jima um right and then uh the one in iceland and there was one um hawaii at one point there was uh um one over um in the netherlands i believe so they're, they're all over the place right now so we you said mount etna
3: mount etna and mount palais
2: where's mount etna That sounds familiar. i don't
3: know where either one of them are but i, guess, I imagine if they go off we're gonna hear about I it i imagine
1: where we'll you probably hear about it and we may really? even see it be like care, oh Ezra. crap where'd the sun go
3: right uh, Mount Etna became Italy. erupted about a year and a half ago, actually. Israel and says then, Italy. Yeah. Okay. And Mount Palais—I don't know how to spell that. I—I I, I wrote it down as P L A Z E, P L P A L A Z E, but I'm not sure if that's okay. correct. <laughs> wow.
1: Well, I mean, they're going off all over the place. But then again, we're also getting like 17 degree weather in November. You know, here. In, I mean, it—it's it, the weather's getting crazy everywhere, I and see. it's not not climate change. It's not right. climate
3: change. It um, was Edgar Casey, Mary. It's um it's, C-A-Y-C-E
1: Casey. Yeah, C-A-Y-C-E, exactly. It was uh, I had to look it up to see how it was pronounced. <laughs> yeah, Edgar Casey. Cool. So you want me to um you want
3: me to hit play on that uh
1: <laughs> that video?
3: Yeah. yeah, he describes what uh geographically it's gonna look like after the supposed pole shift happens.
2: Oh wow.
1: Yeah, okay, cool. So I'm gonna play this right now. Guys, this is a Atlantis World War pole Shift, uh terrifying predictions of Edward Casey. And this is uh
3: Wi Files, in case you guys are wondering with a heckle fish.
1: Yeah, yeah, with the with the little fish. So when you hear the little yeah. squeaky voice, it's a fish. Because yeah. <laughs> fish talk in squeaky voices apparently. It's a good channel. He goes through a lot of things. No so. it is. It is it's actually interesting too, you know, because he makes it to where it's just enjoyable for even younger generations, you know, so and he covers
4: everything. He does. The world map is going to look very different. Africa will be divided into three parts. The Nile will widen and a brand new waterway will split the continent. As the Red Sea grows, Cairo will eventually disappear into the sea. Asia is already very seismic and will suffer the most dramatic changes. Land will be covered from the Philippines to Japan by the ocean. As the Pacific plate shifts, the islands of Japan will sink leaving only a few small islands. Taiwan and most of Korea will be completely lost to the sea. The entire coast of China will be pushed inland hundreds of miles. The population of India will be told not to seek higher ground within the interior of the country due to buckling of the land. Instead, they will have to head to the Himalayas. The high mountains of Tibet and Nepal will provide refuge. Antarctica will no longer be covered in ice, but will once again become fertile and green. Australia will lose nearly 25% of its land due to coastal flooding. The Adelaide area will become a new sea. The Simpson and Gibson deserts will become fertile farming land. New Zealand will actually grow in size and will once again connect to mainland Australia. And New Zealand will ultimately become one of the safest areas in the New World.
0: Lucky Kiwis.
4: Europe will suffer. Most of Northern Europe will simply be gone, sunk into the sea as the tectonic plate underneath it collapses. Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Denmark disappear, eventually becoming hundreds of small islands. Most of the UK, from Scotland to the English Channel, will disappear into the ocean, but several small islands will remain. London and Birmingham will actually survive, but not as cities, as islands. Ireland will disappear completely except for land at high elevation. Russia will be separated from Europe by an entirely new sea when the Caspian, Black, Kara, and Baltic seas combine. The new sea will stretch all the way to Siberia. Russia's climate will remain intact, leaving Russia to supply most of Europe's food.
0: Putin is going to be king of the world. You mean he isn't already? You make a good point.
4: In Canada, most of the coastline will be pushed in by 200 miles. Regions in Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and areas of Alberta will become the refugee survival center of Canada. As the North American plate buckles, the new islands of California will be created with almost 150 separate islands. The West Coast will recede east toward Nebraska, Wyoming and Colorado. The Great Lakes and the St. Lawrence will join and continue from the Mississippi River all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. All coastal areas from Maine to Florida will be taken over by water and pushed inland for miles. Most of the coastal areas of Mexico will be flooded. The California Baja Coast will ultimately become a series of islands. Billions of people will be displaced by this cataclysm. Billions more will be killed. That was cheerful. Sorry about that.
0: When is this pole shift supposed to happen?
4: Well, Casey said
0: 1998. Oh, we're fine.
4: Yeah, but NASA has detected a slight pole shift that could be a concern.
0: When did they detect the shift?
4: 1998. Yeah, damn it. Did the fish just curse? (laughs) (laughs) Let me get past this commercial. Now to go. be fair, Edgar Casey has his detractors. He gave over 14,000 readings, so he's going to be right at least some of the time. It's the correct predictions that make headlines. Nobody really notices the things that Casey got wrong. Casey used expressions like perhaps and maybe and I feel that rather than using positive declarations. And this is a common technique used by strip mall psychics. This is known as the Barnum Effect, a common psychological phenomenon where people tend to accept vague descriptions as uniquely applicable to themselves. Now, there were many occasions where Casey would receive a letter from a sick person and then do a reading for them, giving them a diagnosis. Casey didn't know that when he was in his trance, the people were already dead. Now, Casey's supporters defend this by saying, well, if they had applied the cure while they were alive, they wouldn't have died. Okay, sure. But if Casey was talking to spirits or communing with the universe or whatever he did, the universe should have given him a heads up. And every time Casey got something wrong, there was always a convenient excuse. For example, Casey gave the location for buried pirate treasure, which sent people scrambling all over the world looking for it. No treasure? No. Casey's supporters said it was possible the ghosts of Native Americans or pirates were playing tricks on him.
0: Ghost pirates are pretty sneaky.
4: You cheated. Pirate. Was Edgar Casey a psychic? I don't really know. Nobody does. Edgar Casey was never exposed as a hoaxer. And I believe that he saw whatever it is that he saw. And a recent poll surveyed thousands of American adults of similar income, education, and academic performance. And it found that 50% of people believe in some form of ESP or psychic phenomena. What the poll also found is that people who do not believe in psychics tend to be more structured and analytical in their thinking.
0: Yeah, kids.
4: And the people who do believe are more emotional and creative in their thinking. Yippies. Well, the poll was quick to point out that believers were gullible and lacked critical thinking skills. Now, that may be true to an extent, but the poll also found, and this is important, that those quote unquote gullible believers were far happier in their lives and had much lower levels of stress than skeptics. When we talk about psychic phenomena or the supernatural aspects of religion, six and one, these are things that defy scientific explanation, but nobody can deny that these things provide solace to the bereaved, hope to the unfortunate, and structure to an existence that is chaotic at best. Does the supernatural exist? I don't know. I would agree that most psychics are frauds taking advantage of people, but Edgar Cayce never took a penny. He really wanted to help people. Now, whether he was a real psychic or delusionary, I don't think that matters we need more people willing to dedicate their lives to helping others we need more people who see themselves not as the center of the universe but part of it part of a larger community where we have to look after each other real or not we need more people like Edgar casey now more than ever
1: all right so That's i see interesting people, yeah that was that was interesting and, and you know i see some of the the comments in here do you, I don't know what shape the earth is and I don't know if there's gonna be pole shift I wasn't privy to either one of those
0: <laughs> conversations
1: I it you know I'm, I but I still like to talk about this stuff because it's yeah. still interesting things and and that was one thing is it this guy was the one that created that um that earth map right the one that we saw where the water was split in the country mm-hmm. hey you're you're on mute you muted yourself <laughs> there oh, we it's go
3: awesome. yeah. it's out His time his his was the original um, and the Navy was the Navy got their map from his readings, the map that the Navy put out. Yeah. There. The one that Navy oh, wow.
1: put out was from his
3: readings. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was from his readings. But uh, I think what's really cool about what he said there and, and, and I agree with him was Casey Prophet. Who knows? He never claimed himself to be no, one. He, he, never,
1: yeah, he never did claim to be a prophet and he didn't finance <laughs> off this. Now Maddie and Heb brought up something way earlier. That other people were profiting off of his visions. They were, but it they wasn't were. him himself,
3: right? I I wanted to read something out of a book. Um, it's called the Edgar Casey Remedies. It's by uh, Dr. William McGarvey, who was a medical doctor. Um, and and I think what him and the hecklefish there were saying at the end is real important for people to really grasp, and that is the attitude. Um, Not just of of gratitude, but the attitude of health and healing and what that kind of means. Yeah. So part of this book, and it's pretty short, but I wanted to read it real quick because it goes into that. And I think it's real important for people to understand this. So attitudes do not just happen. They are built by the mind and they can be changed simply by recognizing that they are really under our direction and control. By desiring deeply that they be changed, an attitude... Like a direction is like a direction. If one is headed towards New York from Kansas City but really wants to go to Los Angeles, he certainly first must recognize that he is headed east and then he must turn around and take a new direction. If a father constantly can, criticizes his teenage daughter's schoolwork and her relationships with boyfriends, and at the same time he deeply desires the closeness of a loving father daughter relationship, then he needs to first recognize that destructive criticism and sometimes even constructive criticism, creates a distance in any relationship and not a deepening closer walk together. Then after recognizing that fact, he needs to do a turnaround and move off into a new direction, finding her looks, her work and her activities, those wonderful talents that he tells her about. That creates the closeness, the recognition of the need and the subsequent action taking in a new direction. Are the two essential elements required for changing attitudes that may be causing stress and unhappiness? When an individual takes even the most effective medication for a given illness, but his attitude is, quote, that's not going to do me a bit of good, unquote, then he is not likely to get well. When one of my utterly patients lost his wife, I was concerned because he was so depressed and felt life was useless for him. He developed pneumonia of the lungs, and although the bacteria were sensitive to a number of antibiotics, no amount of proper medication stopped what had become an overwhelming infection, and the man died. In the casey material, a variety of applications to the physical body were recommended as being of aid, including massage, diatherapy, violet ray, the ultraviolet lamp, and castor oil packs. But attitudes that were constructive were always part of the whole treatment and were never to be forgotten. In one race, one reading, Casey said it like this. Let the attitude then be constructive ever. See, in the application taken just root, not just something to be done, but as the active force of every nature is God's influence work creating in through the individual. His kind of his writings hard to read, by the way, sorry. See, with each application, the creating of energies necessary for bringing cooperation with the service the creator would have then rendered in thine experience for all become a witness to his grace, his mercy, and the experiences of the activities of the material plane. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And how both him and a lot of medical doctors, you know, I mean, that's what that's why placebos work sometimes
1: not because of it's a psych. Like, yeah. Cause it's all in the mind. Exactly. Right. It's, it's that positive so, thinking. Um, it's, it's kind of what do they call manifestation when, you know, when it's kind of like prayer, you know, in a way like one person prays, like miraculous things happen, but when you got a whole lot of people praying together, you know, you, God, through God, you know, performs these miracles. Um, right. you know, so it's like that in, in your own thing, it's, and I want to go back to, you know, with people that develop cancer or something. Um, they may have had cancer for four or five years and they didn't know about it. And it progresses real slow because they're not stressing about it. But the moment that the doctor's like, I got bad news, you've got cancer. All of a sudden, three months later, you're, you're on your deathbed and right. it's because psychologically you have now started to freak yourself out. So I got a couple of people real quick, John. A lot of people talk about how did John cram for this um, while he was doing Douglas's show. And just to let you guys know, John and I discussed these topics like Monday or Tuesday way earlier in the week. So John's not cramming. I'm the one that's cramming. I let him pick uh Thursday night topics. And uh, so I'm the one that ends up having to do the cramming and he's already got this stuff done.
3: That's pretty good. I might've had a book already.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he's, and he may have had the book already or a book already.
2: <laughs> that's funny.
1: But no, it is interesting too, because, you know, um, I think it was Mary all in, I apologize if I'm wrong, that said, you know, that real prophets don't claim to be prophets. you know, and mm-hmm. this guy, like literally all he did, and he was kind of, he, he reminds me a little bit in a way of Nikolai Tesla, you know, where mm-hmm. weird things happened around in his life was visited, um, you know, thunderstorm big time on the day that he was born, creating little like toys out of bugs and stuff when he was a kid. Right. Um, it's very similar to that but they were also they weren't talkers they were doers you know what I'm saying like he didn't go hey I'm a psychic because psychic to me yeah I hear psychic and I generally shut off you know right. for the most part um you know now visions prophesy and stuff like that to me it's the same thing um except uh prophecy you know the real prophets the ones that don't mint it or that don't mention that they're prophets um have a little bit more sincerity than the ones that go around claiming to be. And I will listen, you know, at least, but, but I'll listen to all of them, you know, at the very least as a form of entertainment. Um, I just don't put all my eggs in that basket. Um, and then the psychic too, it's the same thing is that, you know, what's the difference between psychic and prophesy. The reason that psychic has gotten this bad, um, name is because a lot of the people that are psychics really aren't psychic and they're using psychology in order to make money, you know what I'm saying? So they, they, they give you, and they even mentioned it here in that video that we just played, they mentioned vague things that would fit into anybody's life. Like right. you saw a male today and he yeah. had two eyes and he walked, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you're, yeah, you're right. I literally just saw a guy outside <laughs> with two eyes and he was walking down the street, you know, like, and I'm, right. I know I'm being a little silly, but, but those are the, those are the things that, um, you know, give these things a bad term. Now, like I said, but visions are a completely, you know, normal, natural thing. God even said that we would prophesy whether you're a prophet or not, you know, we would have those visions and so forth. So it is interesting to hear what he has to say, you know, and, and earlier, right. you know, where they were talking about, you know, the difference between the biblical earth and the round earth. And, but you know, so here's my question. Um, So let's say, let's just, you know, like I said, I don't go either way on this because I don't know. I don't have those answers. But let's just say, you know, we got a flat biblical earth. Could you not have a pole shift? We had a flood. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, so it, <laughs> it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't think that it would rule that out because, you know, it's the same thing, you know, someone had mentioned about, you know, well, how can we have a flat earth and, you know, we've got gravity. And the thing is, though, is that, well, how can we say that gravity wouldn't exist if that? Or also what we've been told, because, we you know, is the more I learn, the more I realize we've been lied to about you know what maybe I'm saying? 10% so was that maybe we get 10%? So, truth? Yeah, exactly. Cause they do. They, that's the thing. That's the great thing about the lies, that the deep state and these people put out is you put in a little bit of truth and then you can create the lie around that little bit of truth. And you're like, well, this is real. So the rest of it must be, you know, and that's how you can easier to deceive and confuse people. You know, that's why, you know, when it comes to it, um, do I enjoy talking about these things? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Cause oh, yeah. I'm just interested in a whole lot of things. Um, well, but
3: here's here's what I can say I know for sure. I live on something. It's very big. <laughs> it's very wet. Or it's very it's dry in some places. And mountainy in some places. It does move some because there's earthquakes and volcanoes going off. So it changes. That's about as far as I can yeah. go.
1: So this is interesting, too. Um, so Matt and Heavy says it's blue. Mm-hmm. And here's my question, Matt and Heavy. Is it? Is it? Because I was doing said a, and, green and brown. I was doing this this dig a while back and, and it brought me to a really weird place. So and then I started looking in specifics. Blue, if you go back and you look in history, many colors are mentioned, but blue isn't one of those colors that was mentioned until a certain time.
3: Yeah. Um then why files on did ancient people see blue? No,
1: no, literally that says that they didn't see. Right. Yeah. And they they literally went to some of these like tribes that were out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, the little blocks that we played with as kids that have the numbers and the letters on them and their different colors. They laid those out in front of them and then they had their word for the color. Obviously, you know, it was like instead of green, Um, you know, whatever language they spoke. But um, of these tribes, they went to and showed these colors. None of them saw blue. Like none of them saw the color that we associate as blue. So it's one of those things, just like when did it when when did it come about? It is one of those things where we told that it existed or it doesn't. And I don't know, but it's still interesting to me when you go back and you read and then you try to find the colors mentioned throughout history. And then blue was one of those colors that wasn't mentioned until a later date. So my question is for like. What if you have never heard the color blue? Like we have, we've been taught, you know what I'm saying? Like we were taught that the sky was blue. blue. Um, you know, what would the people that didn't know that blue existed see in the sky if they don't see blue?
3: What did the block look like to them?
1: Yeah, see, exactly. They, they called it green. Mm-hmm. They saw, when they look at the green block and they saw the blue block, they didn't see any difference in the two totally colors. The same. Yeah, it looked the same to them.
3: So i wonder if that's a genetic anomaly in the cones of the eye
1: see and i went and looked that up as well to see if it was like you know colorblind genetic anomaly like you said just they can't, aren't able to see that color and that's right. when i started realizing is that you know
3: like is off many something.
1: of these colors were mentioned but blue wasn't mentioned um like i mean until like after on um, the year thousand
3: I mean, I could it it'd be easy to say, yeah, oh, that's very possible. They just didn't pick up that frequency. It's a frequency.
1: Exactly. You know, because what is what is color but light reflected refracting off of something differently than another.
3: You know, right. so, that's that's the wavelength that it reflects. Yeah. So your flag behind you is blue. Every color is being absorbed by that material except for blue.
1: Yeah. So maybe like you said, they just weren't able to pick up on that that frequency. Cause that's ultimately, like I said, it's all, all a color is, is the way that it reflect or reflects or reflects off of an object. Right. You know, so depending on the density of it or whatever, um, it would reflect that color. But we also, um, and I always have this argument with people, you know, people that go to art school know exactly what I'm talking about. Is there a difference between the paint color spectrum and the light color spectrum, complete oh, different things because, you know when, when i ask people what is black they automatically assume that black is the combination of all colors and that's because if you take every color and you scribble crayons into a white piece of paper it's going to end up being black but the because reality it's because everything. it's re- exactly but the reality is that black is the absence of color and white is all colors combined um right but it's, it's also the same way um in the uh anthropologic biological aspect is compared to color aspect is if we have a black car our black cars get a lot hotter than our white cars do because white on the color spectrum reflects light and black on the color spectrum absorbs light but when you're dealing with biology and anthropology um blonde absorbs and black reflects, which is why um darker skinned people live in the hotter countries and all of the light skinned um, blonde people live in the cold countries because your biology um, is a whole lot different. So like I said, is blonde and white absorbs heat where they need it in the cold areas and black reflects. So it's the exact opposite of what we're taught. It's 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 funny because it's one of the things that I was kind of blown away when I learned this, too, because I always assumed the same thing until I took some art classes and they explained the difference between, you know, the light prism scale
3: and color scale. Yeah, it's interesting. So, I got one more thing I want to read because of mainly because of all the issues that people are having with the breathing and the lung stuff right now. This was a remedy that Casey put in this book because of somebody that was dealing with chronic chronic emphysema. It's really interesting, too. So, emphysema, of course, you guys know, is a chronic, difficult to treat condition of the lungs in which much of the tissue has been destroyed and there is not much air exchange. It varies, of course, in severity. One of my favorite patients was afflicted with emphysema, and in October 1968, I started him using inhalations from a charred oak keg filled part of the way with apple brandy. He had a bit of trouble with his boss, who found it in his car. Jeff was an inspector in the field and drove a lot, smelling like a well-kept brewery, and insisted on a letter from me that said Jeff was smelling the fumes, not drinking the liquid. So the fumes began having an effect however it developed that it was not particularly curing my patient of emphysema but it was apparently keeping him free of respiratory infections correspondence with the head of a national distillery confirmed that fumes where the brandy was aged in the charred oak kegs in fact kept employees free of any type of respiratory infection over a period of many many years later had an opportunity to check up on jeff and found that in 6 years since starting the inhalations he had not been subject to a single infection in his respiratory tract he did have flu once but it was a generalized thing and did not affect his lungs or throat in any subjective degree casey suggested this particular type of inhalation therapy for nearly every case of tuberculosis here are some extracts that you might find interesting so prepare a charred oak keg about a gallon and a half to two gallon keg if a gallon and a half put in the same three-fourths gallon of pure apple brandy. The keg should be prepared that there would be two small openings in one end. One would act only as a vent when inhaling the fumes of the evaporating brandy into the throat and lungs from the opening, which would be prepared with a small tube, either from a rubber or metal or glass that will not touch the brandy but open into the vacuum above the same, so that the fumes from the brandy may be inhaled two or three times a day. This should be kept where... It will evaporate more quickly than ordinarily. Not so much heat as to cause great evaporation, but where there is sufficient to create something more than the ordinary evaporation. Keep the vents tightly corked when not being used. So he was using brandy in an oak barrel and just inhaling the fumes of it to treat tuberculosis emphysema. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Something to keep in mind for the respiratory illnesses that are going around. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. might cost you 30 bucks, 40, 50 bucks to try.
1: So, you could get yourself a good brandy. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> and Have if you don't drink it, you be able to trade it when poo hits the fan and there's no, no money left.
3: <laughs> that brandy will always be valuable for that, too. You know, um, so, that was pretty interesting, though.
1: No, that was really interesting and, and good to know. Like I said, it's all those little remedies are really good to know. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely try anything before I go to a doctor. Well, almost anything. Not gonna try everything, you know. Um
3: it's ethyl or it's uh ethyl alcohol, right? Is mm-hmm. that brandy is ethyl alcohol? I don't know. Either way, it's it's drinkable alcohol, so oh, the fumes yeah. aren't going to cause any toxic effects. Oh in no, no, body. no, exactly. Alcohol like it naturally kills off things, so it really does make sense. It's
1: still probably safer than drinking it because it's not gonna affect your liver. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, um, the De- deplore um texas deplorable brought something up too it's we were talking about the colors earlier is it gives the meaning to white supremacy combination of all colors like a whole different you know aspect when you look at it so um so that would make us the colored folk
2: exactly. and
1: and and that would make black people the absence of colored folk all right <laughs> and the uh, true patriot i gotta agree with you too black tattoos black ink definitely pulls in a lot of heat um everything that I've got is all like it does. Celtic stuff. Yeah. And it's all like black and white. So I know that because then I'll go out surfing and then I'm like, oh man, I wish I had put on suntan lotion or zinc back in the day. You guys remember that? You guys remember uh, back in the day, the, the colorful zinc that people would walk around putting on their face and their
2: bodies. Yeah, it's poison. Huh? <laughs> it's poison. What zinc? Zinc. Is that, well, yeah, hmm. because that one that you put on, they add other chemicals to it. Oh
1: yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The zinc itself is yeah. good for
2: no, you. No, zinc itself is fine. It's the stuff that they. The sunscreen put in it. though,
1: sunscreen's terrible for you. Yeah, it gives you skin cancer. Well, no, and it also keeps you from getting the vitamin D. It's yeah, right. they, they they try to tell you that it's the sun that gives you the skin cancer, but more than likely it's not. It's the. Uh, I mean, you don't want to go get burnt because that' not fun. But we it's didn't have a
3: big skin cancer problem until people started using sunscreen. sunscreen
1: yeah. No, yeah, the what the pABA and all those other things that uh, that people are. Allergic to yeah, PG. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wade Womerton says use things like coconut oil.
2: Yeah, that's what
3: Is that polyethylene glycol? Yeah, is that what PG is?
1: And butter. Yeah, butter. That that would work real good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You come out tasty. Oh, I remember
2: back in the day, people used baby oil. <laughs> I
1: use garlic butter. <laughs>
2: garlic butter. <laughs> the sharks love smelling that. good. The sharks would be biting your your white self. <laughs> like this guy smells like a garlic cube.
3: Exactly. Wouldn't it be nice <laughs> if sharks couldn't see white?
1: Oh, you know, DJ Saul says Crisco, and I laugh because, like, um,
2: Crisco. I mean, I've heard people use that too. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. The, yeah. the
1: island that I lived on, like, the girls would put like baby oil, oil in Crisco and Crisco just to get that tan. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're just
2: and
3: boiling in. yourself, and baking yourself like a turkey in the oven. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, matte and heavy garlic butter, um, works well because the sharks eventually spit you
2: back out better on it. On it. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> hydrogen peroxide for the hair. Or what yep. was wasn't it sunin? Yes, sun, in, yeah, sun in? well sunin sun is like in.
3: hydrogen
1: peroxide okay. mixed with, with lemon lemon and and god knows what else
3: (laughs) (laughs) right tell you what though nothing brings back nostalgia for me like the smell of coconut suntan lotion oh right or tropicana yeah yeah the tropicana oh man oh yeah or banana
1: or or the little the little girl um getting her bikini pulled by the dog what what which one was that do you guys remember it was i think it was a suntan lotion copper tone was it copper tone okay copper tone yeah my mom and i were trying to figure that out earlier
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, baby
1: oil, Devo says, the girls would put the baby oil all on them. And I'm like, man, yeah. you're you're literally asking for like blisters.
0: <laughs>
2: right. Oh, I'll have to tell you something after the show, what I did.
3: Oh, I'm going to lather myself in baby oil. I'm going to get that. me a life-size baking sheet to lay on. <laughs> and then I'll
1: yeah, exactly. You know what? Just lay on tinfoil Very good. Right. Or, or one of those emergency blankets. <laughs>
2: oh, man. Yeah. That'll, get,
1: <laughs> that'll do it. Well, we are uh, out of time. We, we got just a couple of minutes left, and obviously, we we like to pray out, but um, it always takes me a moment to get to the pair because we talk and we thank each other and <laughs> and talk about how excited we are um, to do the Q and A tomorrow. Too. So, Johnny,
3: oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward. Yeah. To
1: Your task tonight is we all need to get like ten questions together, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't already have eight of them.
2: Oh, wow! Good, nice.
3: <laughs> you do. No,
2: <laughs> you're yeah, such a joker, dude. Sorry. <laughs> you're like, we're both sitting here going, Hey, he's beaten us. No, no. John.
1: John's literally going to ask questions from tonight's show.
2: So- <laughs> Cheater.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. He will. There might be one.
1: No, that's okay. It's, it's a okay. Like I said, you know, it's, it's all about the fun. Like most of mine will be from scripture and I'll have a couple. Oh, yeah. That are from oh, like previous shows. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that Jeff comes on so that Jeff can ask the hard one. Cause <laughs> the the, hard, the hardest question is going to be for the uh, Leather Bound Founders
2: Bible. Bible. Yes. That'll be yeah, the that difficult be one. Anyway. In way.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, and Mary won't be here to, to <laughs> answer all the questions.
2: That was, she said, I'm all, you're going to pop in. She's all, no. <laughs> and because last year it was like,
1: like she answered 50% <laughs> of the questions. It was like kicking the gifts down to everybody.
2: Kicking them down, yeah. <laughs> Oh um, yeah. Fun, fun stuff. It'll exactly. be fun. So get prepared because boy, we're gonna have some good questions.
1: Tomorrow. Yeah. And and the the um sizes of the shirts, the long sleeves and the hoodies that I get, um, they're all pre-shrunk mm-hmm. and they're to fit. So basically if you wear a medium, a medium, wear a medium, you wear a medium. Exactly. So just to let you guys know, um when you if you do win something like that if you normally wear a medium, then the mediums will fit you just fine. And um, we
2: do go up, we do go up to one X and two X.
1: I think, we? yeah, I, I think I can go to a two X. Um, I can't do the three X's. Um, well, I, w- I can, but the three X's cost a lot more. They're yeah. like $5 yeah. more, I think for, for each one or something like that. But if you are a three X, um, and you win the question, we'll, we'll make it happen.
2: We'll make it it's, happen,
1: it's, yeah. It's the time, the, the season, you know, to mm-hmm. just give thanks and love to all the family. So we'll, we'll make it happen. Hopefully not everybody that wears the hoodies are all three and four X's. Because <laughs> that, that'll get <laughs> expensive. <do> that. <laughs> it like jumps up, not only with the cost of the hoodie, but it also jumps up with the cost of the, uh, the mailing. I noticed that last year because I'm like I had one 3x and then I had the medium and and the 3x was like three dollars more to send than the medium and it was in the same box <laughs> but it would just weighed that much more. Matt and Heavy says no Old Testament questions. Oh, I got some Old Testament questions. Oh,
3: there's going to be Old Testament ones. We're
1: going, we're going old school, oh, and it's some. not going to be like what did God promise never to do again during after the flood. It's not going to be any of that there's going to be some difficult ones out of the old, old Old Testament.
2: I got some difficult ones.
1: You know, like one question will probably be like, who is the greatest man ever that died on a cross? So we all have salvation. I better get a hundred people answering that question. Right. (laughs) But it's always going to be, you know, and living keeps a close eye on it to make sure that, you know, she sees who the first person that answers Mm -hmm. the question was. So Jesus, Matt and heavy, guess what you win. You win my Nissan juke. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but,
1: but you can't have it until nathan's done with it <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: funny sold <It's> so
1: <laughs> yeah well, unfortunately, like i said my no one liked my car when i bought it everybody made fun of it they said it looks like a frog um but now they're like collector's items I'm because they they hit this market of being kind of like a cult classic so um people want this vehicle again and they're not selling them anymore so i had literally companies reaching out trying to purchase my car for like four grand less than what i paid for it and it, i got it wow. in 2014. that's great but um so we'll go ahead and see look at that i talked now it's midnight so i already passed my four oh, minutes you no, miles on. exactly no prayer tonight guys getting no, i'm just kidding we're always if we're 30 minutes late we're gonna pray Except for that one time that I forgot to, and I went into the exit music, and then came back in to pray, and then finished the exit music. You remember that one? That was like episode four. I do remember that. <laughs> so everybody, please bow your heads, and we'll get into a little bit of spiritual warfare.
2: Bow your head, pup.
1: He, my dog heard me say pray. prayer, he here right and here he is, like and right here. You see legs. him, John? John? <laughs> like
3: it, oh, yeah. ready to pray. Ready.
2: Heavenly
1: Father. Thank you again for another day. Thank you for giving us this platform to come together every single night and talk about you, dear Lord. We're so blessed to be able to have this wonderful family in these chaotic times. I ask, dear Lord, that you just continue to work in our lives. Let us be better people every single day. Let us not be the judgmental people that turn people away from finding the truth, dear Lord, but let us be very gentle and loving with our words. Let it be through the fruits that we bear more than anything. Let people find us dear Lord, and and see the love that we have for you and be inspired to search for something similar themselves. Never let us give up, dear Lord. Let us pray every single day more and more. Let us repent, dear Lord. Let us build our faith up more and more every single day and help others find that same relationship. Dear Lord, let us have patience with others, the same patience that you had with us during our worst times. Let us remember that with you, anything is possible. And even the most questionable people can end up being the greatest warriors that you've ever had. Let us continue to develop our skills, dear Lord, that you have given us throughout our lifetimes, even before we knew who you were. And let us hone those, dear Lord, so that we're prepared and we're ready for the battle that we're walking into. Dear Lord, things are going to get more chaotic. So I ask that you give us patience with the way the world is becoming. Remove all the fear, the anxiety, and the stress that we may have. Let us all be sick now, dear Lord, so that we are ready and healthy by the time that the big battle comes. Let us not worry too much about things of the world, dear Lord, but keep focused in scripture, which is going to ultimately keep us calm. Dear Lord, let us never let a day go by to where we don't thank you for everything that you have blessed us with, the big things and the little things. We find out the little things ultimately end up being the big things. Let us humble ourselves more and more, dear Lord. And if you need to bring that lesson to our lives, I I ask that you do so. Bring in the trials and the tribulations, but don't let us fret about those things being in our lives as much as learning the lessons that you're trying to give us when you bring those trials and tribulations into our lives. Let us not worry about when you're coming back, but let us be ready for that day that you come back and help others to find that same thing, dear Lord. Let us love every single day and not hate, dear Lord. Let us pray for our enemies and do it with true, sincere love. Let us never judge those, dear Lord, and never seek justice um, amongst other people, but realize that you are the one that's going to bring the justice and the judgment upon this world. But let us continue the missions that you have us on, dear Lord. Right now, it's spreading that gospel from nation to nation and help people wake up and developing a stronger relationship, relationship ourselves, dear Lord. But let us continue to do everything that you ask us and always to go above and beyond more than what you ask us to do. But dear Lord, thank you for loving and trusting us enough to bring us here during this time in our lives, dear Lord, so that we can be part of this great awakening, this time where the world will hopefully become closer and closer to you, dear Lord. I know that some will turn their backs, but there'll be a lot more that end up finding you in the process. Dear Lord. Take away the lukewarm and let them be filled with that fire again, dear Lord. So they're doing everything they can with true love and commitment to you, dear Lord, realizing that serving you in this world is the greatest thing. And it gives us the purpose that we needed right here. Life is more than eat, sleep, work, and repeat, dear Lord. It's about loving you, serving you, appreciating everything that you bless us with and trying to pass that on to others so that they can find the same thing that we have now. But dear Lord, thank you for the friendships that are developing, the family that's growing and just continue to work in all of our lives and continue to let us pray for others and answer those prayers, dear Lord, of those that are reaching out to you. We love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, we pray. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Awesome
1: prayer, brother. Thank you very much. Another great conversation as well. Um, I always love the topics because a lot of the things that that you have studied and read and stuff like that are things that I haven't necessarily done, so it gives me the opportunity to kind of look into it. Um, Like I said, is a lot of the information and stuff that we talk about is entertaining. Um, a lot of it, we just have no idea about. Um, I stay in scripture, you know, for the most part, but nothing is impossible with God. God is the ability to create as much as he wants to and do anything we want to. Um, and there's no point. It's It's a great thing to have the conversation, but no point in bickering about it. And I see a lot of pointless arguments and division over simple things. And it's like, we need to surround ourselves in Christ, focus on that and not worry about all the other stuff. Just enjoy the conversation. And once again, admit that we are the most brilliant people in the world. Once we admit that we know nothing and there's so much truth in that.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, Oh, absolutely. We love
2: having you on with us.
1: and, And now I get to go to work. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he's gotta go to work yeah i exactly. get to go to bed
1: <laughs> yeah she gets to go to bed i get to go to work but um let thank you so much another great show love looking you. forward to tomorrow night we'll you be busy too. getting those things ready as well um john i love you brother and thank you so much i always love the the different conversations and topics that we have because it's an excuse for me to kind of look in and just do a little digging myself so i love you brother and i'm very thankful for you and i look forward to uh having you on again tomorrow evening with us as well yeah. as Douglas. I don't know if Douglas is still here or not, but looking forward to him to be on with us. Hopefully Jeff's feeling up to it as well. So we'll have a, a good bit of questions going on. And I hope we didn't chase Azriel out of here. I hope no, that he, he had, had somewhere, somewhere, to somewhere to go. go. No, okay, he good. Had
2: somewhere he had
1: to go. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. I love you very, very much. And thank all of you out here in the chat. Those of you who are going to be listening to this show later after it's uh, published. We love you with all of our hearts, and we are so thankful for all that you do. I hope that uh, those of you that don't normally join us in chat will be able to join us in chat so you can be part of the great Q&A, um, Kilted Christmas Q&A giveaway. That's right. Right when I get that perfectly, I'm not going to have to say it anymore. So will be <laughs> after tomorrow. But I'm looking forward to it. I hope you all have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. Make sure to get on over to, I believe, uh, I believe Bard is doing a show tonight. I'm not sure if he's doing it or not. But anyways, make sure you get on over there. In the meantime, guys, I love you with all of our hearts, and I leave you with this.
0: Oh, say can you see By the dawn's early light What so proudly we held At the twilight's last Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare, The bombs bursting Gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh.
1: wonderful evening sleep on your bibles this evening and absorb that knowledge according to john that works we'll sleep i'm gonna give it a shot don't think i won't guys have an absolute beautiful night remember we are so lucky and we know how this ends god wins i know that because i read revelation in a lot of the other bible actually all of it but guys uh, remember this too there's no point in fearing stressing let go of that anxiety god has our back we have everything that we need we just need to have faith in our lord to know that we are set to go and we will be okay. Continue to complete your missions. Pray, pray, pray. Hold that line and God will get us through. Guys, I love you all very, very much. I will see you tomorrow night for Kilted Christian episode 497, Kilted Christmas Q&A giveaway. Love you all very, very much. Have
0: a beautiful night and God bless.